0: Obviously, we know how any meets tend to do in LCS, but I have really big hopes for it. It's the I think JoJo MVP
1: great. season, TDS. We don't have to yeah. live. It, we don't have to be afraid anymore. I'm so hopeful for it. And, hey, and is Yo-Jo- good again, baby. <laughs> We're back on top. It's season one. <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the salt mine this is season two episode four where we have just passed the midway point of the nacl season my name's gordo i'm joined by slayer and tds and another three-man panel and it's been an interesting first uh first round robin it's been a while since we've even had like a first round robin in the nacl because we were playing single round robin back in spring uh how you guys felt? How, how, are, how are you feeling coming out of the first round, Robin? Just, just to kick things off a little bit.
2: You I would know, say... Oh, God go James, ahead.
1: No,
0: no, no. <laughs> you go. You're going. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> after what happened in spring with everyone just going forward with their own, like, schedules and not even having a chance to see second chances of certain teams, I'm, going, I'm, I'm kind of glad we're gaining this opportunity because... There are certain teams that still are hard to really pinpoint on what to expect around them, right? The fact that Maryvale is doing so well, even though it looked like their start was going to be a pretty big description of what could happen. They have been able to turn around really well and have been performing to a really good standard. I think AoE is one of the dooms or doomest orcs at this point, not because they are necessarily super bad, but there's been a lot of like weird things around the roster and the way that they play hasn't really given me a lot of hope. Now, obviously, there were some news with Supernova, but I don't think that that is going to impact them as much, but they still aren't really bringing the results. I think there's a clear number one, even though they lost the game this week, there's a clear number one that it's DLC and I feel like they're going to keep performing to a really high level and the other interesting part at or the other interesting one that I'm really trying to look forward to is Wildcard because even though they lost this week, I think a two they have a two-old this week. If I'm not wrong, just quickly they have 2 two oh,
1: yeah. They two Wildcard two fear. Yeah. fear. yeah.
0: No no I mean they, they got two old oh, week. Oh by T L C. by TLC. the TLC. So technically it's not about it's not about showing. You you got two old by the number one team in the league. And the rest were really good results. So, so far, wildcard, really impressive, really good. Samudo, no control words, but is still performing to a really high degree. I'm really excited for the team how they are going to go forward. Listen, TDS. Control wards, buying them stunts
2: your uh, growth to hit core items. So if you don't buy any of them, true. you hit those items quicker, and you can perform like Zamudo. Now, this is not. It's an solo LS Q student advice. through
1: and through, for sure.
2: Yeah, LS student. This is not solo queue advice, folks. So don't don't take that as a solo queue.
0: Here's the weird thing, though. Quickly, the so if you're as good as Samudo and win almost every lane, or can perform in every lane, then yeah, technically that is going to happen because you don't need the the gold in the in the pink wards. Yeah, true. So just be as good as Zamudo. I mean, that's an easy solution, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I share a lot of sentiment to you. I said, uh, I, I think that I really like, I'm really excited to go into the second round, uh, you know, of round Robin, because now we get to just see, I feel like this is a, a lot more telling of how, not only are some team like, how we should perceive some teams, but more importantly, how the these teams are going to perceive other teams, if you know what I mean. Because, you know, sometimes, like, in the case of, like, some of the games you play against AoE, right? Like, they had that total chaos week where mm-hmm. you were playing a roster that got – hot fixed right before you played them like how can you really gauge aoe now they now you have a shot at them again if you're some of those teams that play them how does aoe get to gauge some of these teams now that their roster was all in turmoil and yeah and then the big bad question comes along is how how do you handle tlc uh which should be on the mind of every one of these teams by this point as well i think we've had i think this is just really well done because i think three weeks every team outside of tlc has had some sort of like, you know, surprising outcome, like a surprisingly good week, kind of a down week as well. So it started to balance out and we can go into this next phase to really see what they're made of and all, you know, to playoffs.
1: Yeah, I definitely I share the excitement going into a second round robin here. I think it's especially important in NACL just cuz and and you know, maybe not in every split for forever, but at least in this split we're really a kind of critical mass of rookies here, especially. So it's like there are so many players, uh, and I, I have not counted, but there are so many players that are in their rookie split of Tier 2. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming from Tier 3, but it's like, I you know, just off the top of my head, right? Like It's like most of the Supernova roster, uh, a bunch of, you know, AOE players, um, you know, Zamudo, um, what was that? Three from Maryville. Yeah.
2: Decent amount of Team Fish Taco, right? Or...
1: Yeah, a bunch of Team Fish Taco, a bunch of Maryville. Yeah, like a bunch of these guys have not played at this level. So there's got to be like at least 10, maybe more. Um, not to do math on on live. Uh, but it was uh, – it's definitely going to be important for me to see them go at a second round uh, against some of these teams. And, you know, I thinking about it, right, like thinking about some of the like the world's play-in formats we've had where there have been like single-round Robins that have always had weird results and like – Having watched some of LEC's new format where there's a single round robin for seeding. And like, I'm coming off of, uh, I've been cast in the North American Strikers League, which is the new North American Omega Strikers League. They did single round robin for their regular season, and I didn't really like it. I think I've like, this year has really fully calcified the opinion for me that I just really don't like seeing single round robin in these these kind of tournament formats. Uh, Only getting to see these teams play play each other once on a given day. Feels like it creates very weird, swingy results in regards to like how the teams perform against one another. Right.
2: I will always back Swiss. Swiss <laughs> format, I think, is the best. Uh, the pull from a game, I also cast it as in League of Legends, CS:GO. I
1: love CS:GO because they always do Swiss. Uh, yeah. Swiss. New World's format gonna be pretty it's much reason. Swiss. Like it's not exactly it's Swiss, but it's basically Swiss.
0: Uh, yeah. I think like the biggest thing for that, right? It's not only the fact that it's just once you get to see them, but like the form at one point can vary so much to the form at a second point. Like even in the NCO, we have BO2s, right? So even though you technically see two games of them in the in in one round robin, or in the previous uh, in spring we had the BO2 in the one round robin format. So mm-hmm. technically you saw them play two games, but it was two games on the same day. Yeah. That team on that day really wasn't the same team as the one that. It, progressed forward in the tournament so the fact that you're just playing it once really affects the dynamic of how they set up and how they change or what could happen later on if they change after that series and i think that that's a huge issue that thankfully is getting kind of resolved and i feel like that's what a, a huge variety of formats give you is the opportunity to see that getting to play once against in, in any sport in any team in any way really doesn't give you the full picture. Like, even in sports, to quote some of them, like, you have in the NBA seven games for a reason. It's because one game, one day, really doesn't define the way that the team can play in general. Same for in in, in soccer. You get the chance to play two games in most or in most competitions, apart from the final. And then you get a, lot, a huge amount of opportunities to really showcase what the team is capable of without really defining on one day performance. And I think that really changes a lot of the dynamics.
1: Yeah, great point. Definitely agree with that as well. So well with that, let's let's quite a long icebreaker there. Let's get into player of the week. Let's uh let's get back to the regular uh run of show stuff here. Uh Slayer and I were talking a little bit before we got started that it's it feels like it's a constant battle to not just pick a TLC player every week. Um, <laughs> so I, I mean I am consciously participating in that battle, but uh so I'm I'm gonna kinda hedge here, right? I'm gonna say first of all i think the best player this week has got to be apa like i think i think i end up just picking apa as my player Mm -hmm. of the week um i will like hedge a little bit and just say like you know if you're coming here and you don't want to just hear the name of a tl player every single week if they're going to keep going five and one every week which they have um then i think my my non-tl player of the week is is probably meech okay
0: Okay. that's an interesting one actually
1: not um, a
2: bad one. No. Uh, I I also prescribing this this logic. Um, I I want to get that out of the way. I I think APA does definitely deserve it. My shout out uh is actually interestingly enough, I'm gonna give it to Zazel. So I think Zazel mm. um gets gets the shout from me, and that is a little bit biased because I am a Zazel stand, and I don't care.
0: Other people. I would say taking away the fact as well from TLC, as always, I would also incline towards AP. I'm already one of the biggest AP fanboys anyway, so it's good that he's performing and just pushing forward the narrative that he is really the best mid laner so far in the NACL, and it's really good. And once again, it really feels like you die and live by what APA is able to accomplish in TLC, and that is really shown in the, in the only game that they lost. It's really shown that so also pushing the narrative that he is really one of the best players and the best player, and really depending on them. But I would go. Mine comes from Maryville, actually. I, I wanted to say Odd Orange. I've been impressed with the way that he's been playing mm. so far. As a jungler, facilita- he facilitates a lot for what the team needs, and he is one of the main reasons. And one of the things that I brought last week into what Maryville is showcasing that I think what I think every NA team needs to do if they want to have, or if they want to have, good competition internationally, and that's bring chaos into the mix every time you go into the play. Because the more chaos exists, the easier it is to grab the opponents towards your level and make it a fair fight. I think that Orange, O-O-Orange is a specialist in this. He br- forces fights in a way that makes it so that everything is so chaotic, so weird, so out of place, that it brings opponents towards their level. I think that he forced so many things off of fly in their 2 victory that made it so that they could fight on an equal field, on an equal, on equal ground. Even though I think Fly-C players are better, particularly Masu, I think that even though I think Masu is better than, than uh, Scary Jerry in a lot of ways, I think that he was able to level that playing field by just forcing the fight into such a chaotic way that it made, th- made it so that MU could win the fights. And I think that AutoRange that, uh, uh, Ar- is a specialist at doing this and really the main factor into why I think Maribel is doing so great so far.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think you could carry that sentiment. I'm going to save because I know I'm sure we're going to talk more about Mariville down the line here. Um, but I think there's also another member on that squad that at, at least in the Fly C series was just un, unadulterated chaos, especially in that big game one comeback. But we'll get to that. Uh, my reasoning I want to go with Zazel is because I'm a fan of the meta when there's engaged supports at the top. Uh, I think you know as much as much like little niche things as you can do with enchanters to really swing fights. Uh, when you get on these like high level enchanters and you get to start fights, it's a lot more fun to watch, and you have a lot more onus as a war player. Zazel was playing Rakan and Rel this entire entire weekend, and constantly was just creating so many good advantages, especially, I really liked his rel. Some of these magnet storms were absolutely crazy, especially, it wasn't even just in fights too. He just was such a presence on the rel in lane. And a lot of those uh, DSG wins were not close. Like not like very few of them were close. Like the supernova series, they barely looked close at any point, uh, even against Fear as well. They just those games were out of hand early, and part of that is you know like Gordo's gonna talk about because Meech was just also popping off, but Zazel I think set up so well, and I'm such a fan of engaged support meta that uh, he didn't play a single Enchanter the entire weekend, and they went five one. So. Shout out Zazel for that. That's I, I I look forward to more. Hopefully the meta isn't tweaked too far away where he can keep dominating. I guess Rel won't be in his hands anymore after the next patch. It might be into his uh, teammates, depending on how the changes go towards the jungle Rel. But Rel being, the, the model of the story here is Rel being good in the meta is one of my favorite things. And Zazel showed why.
1: Yeah, I think, and my reasoning is pretty similar. I think you can really go back and forth on Zazel versus Beach. Uh, if you're picking a nominee from Disguised, I floated Young around a little bit too this week, but I think that Rise game against Maryville really kind of sinks him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not. This was a weird mm-hmm. week with uh, some of my favorite mid laners in the league picking weird counter picks and just running it man uh shout out to my boy shochi and his katarina game as well um (laughs) yeah just a weird week for that and i I think that that comes pretty close to dqing young for me this week uh just a real rough game but otherwise he was very good and for meach yeah, I think it's it's him and Zazel. Like three out of their six games, they are just like gapping bot lane. Uh, one game is a wash right away because of the young rise performance and get back getting to run the map. Um, and then the others are like comebacks in like team fighty kind of scaly games. And I-, I was really impressed by Meech's Zaya performances in those kinds of games. Um, that just makes me give it to him, uh, which is good. I really wanted a week like this out of Meech for a while because uh yeah. yeah um he's like been up there for a while as one of those like really highly touted adc prospects and uh i'm happy to like be reminded of that again for the first time since uh since it feels like since he was on clg right it feels like he hasn't really had that big uh one of those big pop-off weeks on dsg so far so i'm and uh i'm happy to see
0: that out of him again
1: and we he talked about... about
0: what was yeah, that yeah, he was he, uh, i'm just saying he was on clg so kind of hard to be able to accomplish that before true well? well i mean he
1: he was that dude clg challengers was good they had copy they had jenkins
0: <laughs> all <laughs> of Girl. these
1: fallen soldiers jenkins is a sub on 100 thieves now right i think he's
0: still around oh, he's i think he got a contract I'm, he's like a sub i think so i'm glad in that then Honestly, he he could have been on NACL as well, but yeah, it's like him and like array
1: and like all of your like almost all your favorite NACL players from last split who are not back are like sitting in sub roles on LCS teams. Like yeah. that's where yeah, uh except for he's, XU who is kind of gone.
0: <laughs> he's training he's training in the mountains. He's doing the I hope so. I hope he's training in the mountains. Otherwise, he's filling out college yeah, apps. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, probably was, not what you're or, hoping or, for, or maybe he's doing all he's he's do, doing both, going for going yeah. to college in China maybe, and he he's doing both at the same time, something like <laughs> that. That's the best alternative he can go for. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say with Meach, it's also great to see a week like this from him
2: because we talked about it in in the primer that you could give Meach some slack for last split because of maybe his support play. But now he's sitting next to Zazel. So yeah. if he if he didn't step up in weeks like this, then you know you you got to sell a lot of stock in Meach. But weeks like this show why you know yeah th- why people why we people I like guess believe in him. So
1: yeah, I do think Breezy's gone up in my stocks a little bit this split, but I, I I'm not really interested in a tangent about Breezy right now. Let's let's get into some <laughs> league news uh, and see what else we've got cooking here. So. Uh, I want to talk about this Eevee tweet that dropped this week, um, just to read it verbatim uh, and, and cut off the part that we don't care about. Uh, sources, Tyler1 attempted to join NACL for the summer split but was denied. Other content creators such as Moist and Mr. Beast have also expressed their interest in joining the NACL. So... There's been a lot of conversation about streamer orgs and, and the opportunity that the open-circuit format of the NACL offers for these orgs to get involved in League of Legends uh, in maybe a more legitimate way than they previously could. Uh, I want to hear some takes. I want to. I just want to discuss creator orgs in the NACL and, and how we think that can influence stuff in the future.
2: So I'm curious. I guess there's no way to clarify it. The tweet is a little ambiguous. I'm assuming he meant Tyler1 wanted to r- field a roster. Yes, when I'm almost certain that is what he means. When I first read it, I was like, yeah. Tyler1 was trying to field a, a roster spot on an NACL team, which I guess you could kind of miscue. I mean... He's got the qualifications to at least you know from from a rank. Like a team wanted to run Tyler (laughs) One and
1: he failed the behavior check. (laughs) Yeah, I guess he could read it that way.
2: Yeah, that's that's how I initially read it, and then when I read further about the other streamers, I was like, okay, this is probably you want you want to pay for a team.
0: Uh, Just a quick thing though, we'll say technically we have duo king, so I wouldn't be surprised if Tyler One passed any sort of behavioral check. (laughs) Just saying, that's that's a
2: really good point actually. I didn't think about
0: that. that. Um. (laughs) But I, I think my take firmly
2: stands in the fact that, hey, that's really. Uh, uh, first of all, hey, high quality streamers, Mr. Beast, all you guys, thank you for being interested in that, ACL, because that's great for it overall. Uh, but. You also need to realize that uh, the disguised Toastway getting into the into the NACL was like a, supposed to be a really big exception, kind of like the chaotic nature of what was going on with North American League at the time that he got in that spot. And some of us still feel kind of iffy about the fact that that's how they got into the league after the uh, stipend sort of thing came across for these NACL teams. And uh, rest in peace, uh, Tony Top. But the bottom line is, Hey, Mr. Beast, if you want to make it, field a roster good enough to just destroy the open qualifiers and get in the hard way. I mean, it's open for a reason. I, f- I feel like they're just – you can express interest in and in maybe try and skip a step, but there's no reason to. They should just – why not feel a roster for open qualifiers? Why aren't they in open qualifiers right now?
1: And I I think that's the important question, right? And, and that's – I'm glad that you bring this up, Slayer, because I would have had to otherwise. And now I get to just segue right into what I wanted to say, um, <laughs> which is like – I do think this this signals to me like a little bit, and maybe I'm reading into it too much, but the fact that they aren't in open qualifiers I think signals to me like a little bit of a lack of, uh, of maybe legitimacy around the promotion relegation process right now. Because really, if you take a step back and think about it, we're on the second official split of NACL. There has yet to be an NACL offseason where you could not apply to get a free spot. Uh, that is how we opened things up when we first expanded to 16. There was no qualifier tournament there. Uh, and then we ignored the qualifier tournament for summer and just let people apply again. So uh, we know that's, that's fact number one. Fact number two is we know from TikTok Tony Top, Team Tony Top, Dewey and Tony Top, that they were not allowed to sell their spot. They asked to sell their spot to get a little bit of money for their efforts, and they were declined. They had to pull out, and their spot was given away. So, obviously, Tyler One and Moist and Mr. Beast, if they're interested and are not fielding OQ rosters, they either think fact number one will not change, or they think fact number two will change. Uh that that's gotta it's gotta be one of the two, right? They've gotta either think that they will be able to apply and get in for free when teams drop out, or they have to think that they will be able to just buy a spot.
0: Well, for pack number one technically they are three right and we have three remaining academy rosters so if you do the math technically that's the one-on-one situation now league i league. <laughs> true there's also another another probability right like they buy a brand they yeah one team goes in they just qualify they brought they buy the brand and put a stick their name on top of it and they just take uh, without really taking any spot they just uh, what is the name in English? They just... Uh... Partner. Yeah, partner. No, but there's another one. Sponsor, that's what I was oh. thinking. Partner, sponsor, one, the org that comes up and they just stamp their name on top of it and that's it. I was... So here's my thing. I'm not against orcs entering, just slamming their way in without qualifying. Particularly, I'm not against the uh, the creator orcs doing that. And my reasoning is because I think that... NA needs this sort of like number showcase to ca- come in and get more attention onto it. So I think that the best way possible for that is this creator orgs. And I think, particularly, why I like it more happening on NACL than happening on LCS, because I, I remember I saw a point like, if these orgs come in more than likely or probably, uh, NACL could be more viewed than LCS. And I think that's possible as well. Like, Mr. Beast. Uh, Moist and go and toast are all in the same league, and they play games on the same time with them co-streaming or anything like that. Like I, I'm pretty sure LCS uh, numbers would be lower than that, and I think that for NACL would be a really good thing. the The fact that it happens for NACL would be really good, better than for LCS, because I think that having the roots, the supposed roots of your competition, be really watched or really viewed, and then you slowly pull them upwards, you. Can, for example, maybe Mr. Beast now, after having the NCL slot, goes up and gets an LCS slot. Now you can pull all that into the LCS. It's a slow. I would say it's a, a slower way of trying to get the viewership up, but from the ground up, legitimately from the ground up, from the amateur scene. And I would think that's a a really good way to try and get viewership and numbers back in a way that it's not just uh, forced out of nowhere like it's not just how it called it's not just like random or well there there was a better word but it's not just random like you are working on the process and you're building it up slowly and i think that that would be a really good way for any to come back from the ground up
2: you also could then make sure that you could put like a in the promotion for like say mr we're gonna run with mr beast here mr beast if we're gonna promote you to lcs you have to field a challenger's roster because that can really appease the players association um which would be a really good idea i I, that's i mean stop me if i've said this before but tds has an amazing idea uh i i think i you know that would be one great way for me to like cope with the fact because i'm definitely more of the integrity guy like hey we should keep the integrity of the open qualifiers like what do we without integrity but viewers are kind of everything everybody that's where a lot of this is going to come from so I would be fine making that uh sort of decision or be b- back that decision what I find really interesting out of all the people that got named is specifically moist because I do know uh, Charlie and you know all those guys when they first kicked off their eSports teams like I think it was rocket League first like they didn't get I any sp- was. I, yeah I, I don't think they got any special treatment like straight promotion to certain I will preface this by saying I don't know a lot about how Rocket League's circuits work. I assume they work similarly to, like, GO, and they're a lot more open, and they lead up to major events. Uh, but I don't think Moist got any special treatment. Like, they, they, they made that roster. Maybe it was a really good roster, and they had to make them run through qualifiers like normal. So out of all the... People that I saw listed that you know had interest but didn't really capitalize on open qualifiers, I was interestingly shocked to see that Moisten capitalized on that because they've already ran through lower uh, – sorry, Rocket League fans – lower-tier esports uh, and made it all the way to winning championships. And they did it the, the hard way. Why didn't they just try that with the NACL and the open qualifier? Because, I mean – could they really have not i i i don't i can't spitball and figure out what sort of roster they could have made but we've we've been talking about here for already we talked about subs on other LCS teams that could be yep. in the NACL and favorite players like that's just the tip of the iceberg for for weeks now we've been like so and so people aren't in the league why aren't they and we we I think you guys even joked maybe last week or maybe the week before when I was on we joked about making a list of players that <laughs> weren't in the league that were like uh, we're tracking to see if they get added so I hope Moist, because I really am a fan of Moist and the way that they've gone into esports, just a little surprised they didn't take the open qualifier route compared to those other names.
0: Well, there's, uh, just quickly, there's, a, there's kind of an argument that maybe they were told something behind the scenes that made them rethink their decision. True. And by that, I mean, if they talked directly with LCS, right, with the LCS commissioner and all that, and they got information about something happening next year, for example, because we really don't know about the future of NECL past this year so if they got information about something happening there or potentially happening and that may have affected some decision making from them and i think for people like mr beast like uh like moist like some of them that are really big i would argue they are they would be not entitled but certainly at least get a bit of information that the public obviously doesn't get so i would i I think that maybe that is an, an scenario that could happen hopefully not a doomer scenario but Something that maybe affects their decision.
1: Yeah, I I can see that Doomer angle for sure. The kind of copier version of that is uh, that they... You know, like, stuff is just so haphazard right now. Like, there's so little um stability you know with everything burning down with the lcs being delayed right it's like there's a lot of questions in the air about what nacl would look like this split and what it's going to look like next split maybe just deciding like hey i don't want to be a part of that fire right now let's wait and see how things settle down um that's you know a potential angle uh arsh brought up to me on twitter that you know it's you want to make like a big PR move when you join this game and this league and you're going to kind of like be spoon, you're going to be like drip feeding that over weeks if you're playing in open qualifiers, uh, whereas, you know, maybe these orgs would rather pull like a disguised and just buy their way in and field a new big fancy roster um, than be like, you know, featured on like the, the 60 viewer OQ streams. As their first venture, um, yeah. you know that's 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 arguable. Um, I think those angles are possible as well. Uh, yeah, I do think my biggest concern though is that uh, I, I also I don't care if they buy in, uh, at pretty much for all the reasons TDS and Slayer said, right? Because it's like you know viewership over everything, publicity over everything. We we need North American League of Legends to not die. I'm willing to make some concessions on my morals uh, to make sure that people are watching, um, but. Uh, I, I do something I would not be happy conceding is if it's just this stupid application process every time teams drop out again, um where it's just all behind closed doors and there's very little accountability. And I was saying this when DSG got let in. Right. It's like maybe in the future, you're not going to be as happy or thrilled to have these people in the league as we are with disguised. Right. um And not everybody is going to be as squeaky clean as disguised and not. And there's not always going to be that perfect option available. So you know, if if there if we still don't have commitment from the challengers teams that they're going to be staying next split, uh, you know, there's potential that they drop. There's orgs that have had financial struggles that pretty openly, um, you know, there's orgs that have had other turmoil pretty openly. We you know, I, I it's hard to be confident that even if nobody new qualifies, that all ten of these orgs will still be here next year. Um, and I wish we had a solid confirmed process for how those slots will be filled. Um, but we don't have that. Instead, we just gave them out at random this last off season. So now we're like, now we're going to be stuck in that position again where it's like, what, what happens if FlyQuest drops their challengers team? Nobody knows. Cause we didn't set a process for it. So that's going to be a little bit of a question uh, going yeah. forward. I'm
0: also curious on one particular thing. So, do you have to be NA to have your roster here? Like, what do you mean by you? So uh, I I mean like do do you need to have at least five players NA residents to have? You need to have here? four NA residents. I think you can have NA one import now. Okay, is that the same logic or well the, maybe this is not the best like place to ask it, but is that the same logic in other places in other like LC um Riot related regions? Because I could see an argument for some content creators to not come into an A, but instead go to other places to like try and, uh, and broaden their market. Yeah, because NBA. like technically, it's not impossible to do that. Like once again, I- I'll use my card. I'm South American. I'm Colombian. I still know obviously the big personalities, but I know that the game is not necessarily dead. It's you know it's kind of in the half spot, and this and that could also be a marketing opportunity for some streamers to make their brand even bigger in Latin America, for example. So if they could technically just get in here with uh, with uh, players from here, let's say they bring two NA players to also have like the English audience, but then uh, also bring the Latin American players. And you mix the roster and you put your brand here. Would that be something that Riot would be OK with doing? And if they can do it, then is there any real incentive to try and stay in NA? Because it's better for they are already known in North America, so they could just make their brand even bigger in other places with that yeah that's interesting
2: that's interesting because uh yeah i wonder what the it's, it's is it emea emea is that what they call it's the EMEA yeah. yeah EMEA yeah because i i hate that i keep pulling off a csgo but i mean the, the thing that is happening with some of like the north american orgs that are that have been mainstays of NA for a while is now they're fielding international rosters so that they can pull European players. Uh, and yeah. it, It's pissing off a lot of North America. I think I think a move like you're talking about TDS could piss off a lot of North America, but at the end of the day, you're not really going to care about how much North America cares if, if you're trying to get the best fielded roster, best viewership, whatever. That's an interesting prospect though, because it's, it has happened to North American branded orgs in different games already.
0: Um, yeah, like I would argue, and this obviously no uh, no attack to anyone, but I feel like NA doesn't realize how big the market outside of NA, both in Latin America and Europe is. Like, yeah, the 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 reality is that if you try to go there and you have ba- like if you're already known in NA, but there's still people that know you in EU or you're able to get with a personality that is known in EU or Latin America, for example then you're able to broaden your brand even more massively than just staying in NA. I think that the lack of realization that you can get so much recognition by just going to Latin America or EU is something that some NA fans may not realize, but some bigger brands may at the end of the day. Like, once again, like, I know Evi is one of the most known ones from Europe because he works with multiple organizations that he's one of the more like known personalities but in the same like venture that he has currently with one ex-football player uh, gerald pique gerald pique he had there is there are multiple spanish streamers mexican streamers i think there's even uh maybe an argentinian streamer i'm not 100 sure but they there are multiple streamers that are not only from spain there are mexican as well and the brand from mexican streamers is really really big like they are really, really big worldwide. So I would argue you can make an argument that looking for that brand could also be something to look for. And that can maybe affect the future of A from some orgs that, or content creators that maybe don't want to join here, but instead go somewhere cheaper that it may make their brand bigger in a way, in a different way. Yeah.
1: The, an- the la- oh, no, go ahead, Gordo. I was just going to say, NACL can be pretty cheap now is, I guess, the hope, you know, the, the saving grace there um but yeah I mean I, I definitely think that's a possibility as well I did confirm by the way so the, the to anybody who wants to fact check me the league rulebook rule book is still the spring rule book they didn't update it they're wrong uh go to Greg Adler's Twitter he posted the new rule book there that's what I'm going off of and that one says you can have one import
2: gotcha yeah the okay. one the only thing before uh, TDS brought up that, great, that good point was, I, I was just going to say, when, going back to how we all of us are kind of like integrity driven, but we'd make the exception for viewership. The one thing I would say, if there is a situation where some of these teams, like, I don't know, AOE is not doing great right now. Maybe they want to sell, get out of their spot, uh, Supernova, something like that. If they want to sell... The only thing I would not be okay with is if they do this thing they pulled with Tony Top, where it's like, hey, we want to sell our spot. We earned the spot. Uh, no, we know you have to leave anyways. Get out, and we're just going to give the spot away. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. not good. That's the thing. So yeah. I'm, sh-
1: if we open up the market and do it like LCS, where you could you could sell your spot, it's your property, then I'm I'm fine with that because, and I mean, at least in my mind, that doesn't damage the integrity of the promotion relegation system, right? Mm-hmm. Because then you know, you can still promote and sell like that. Then is still a viable path forward. Um, My big concern is that when you're giving them away for free and can't sell them now, it's like, you know, that's like double dipping on it being bad, like not really being a valuable asset. Right. And like, not only do you have to work to promote, but you also don't really have any ability to leverage it as equity. And you also, uh, also, people are getting given them for free. So even if you could leverage them for equity, the value would be severely dampened, Um, which then, like, reduces the value of your org, right? Like, even if, even if you can't sell the spot, right, As, as we've seen with Supernova, you could sell Supernova, and then they get the spot, but, like, even that value is damaged when we're just giving them away for free. So... It's, I think it's bad for all the orgs to be giving these away for free. I think it's fine for the orgs, uh, even good for the orgs, if you could sell the spots.
2: New business, new business model, ladies and gentlemen. If this is true, just continuously pay for open qualifier rosters that will get you promoted, and then sell your spot and repeat was, for profit. Well, that
1: was how. Yeah, that, that was true. Golden Glue in Chris's professional career for like yeah. three yeah, or four it wasn't years. wasn't done the
0: cloud nine, the cloud nine way. In a way, like, yeah, yeah. That was their their way to to financial success yeah nobody was
1: ever able to like really like everybody always talked about it and there was no there was never really an org that was just cranking them out you know like just promoting every freaking year and and pocketing an extra cool few million uh i think it's cloud9 and tl promoted once each and sold one spot each right yeah yeah cloud9 promoted the org that would later become flyquest uh Team Liquid promoted the org that would later become Gravity. Um good old gravity. That's a callback. Yeah. I <laughs> love the weird. I love the leather jackets as team uniform. That was fun. Yeah. I,
0: the I, biker gang for- team, yep.
2: Yeah. I'll never forget the first time I, I ever went to I was a young lad, and I went to the LCS studios and you used to be able to after the game you they would line up and they'd walk down and they'd high five everybody if they won uh the first the first team that i ever high-fived all the team was uh that gravity roster that's good i'll never forget that uh Man, i also see some five that's some five stuff yeah Bam. yeah yeah true right uh i also do want to preface this i, I probably should start this at the, at the beginning but uh everybody listening we don't have any insider information we are completely speculating on this <laughs> entire tweet so yeah, do not no, hold no. any of this
1: against us yeah for sure for sure yeah um I've said this before, but I'll, I'll say it again. I, I technically work with Supernova, but they do not give me any of this garbage. I don't know anything about their financials or their relationship with the league or, or anything like that. Um, let's uh, We spend a lot of time on that league news, but that's fine. That's big news. That it's, a good, fun, it's a good yeah. subject to chat about. Um, but let's get back into the NACL of this split. Uh, we do have one roster change coming in for the second round robin. Uh, evil geniuses have dropped soul and picked up surdy so return of the evil genius in the top lane um that they had previously like they've developed surdy from the start right they, they had him on prodigies and then they had him they on academy him and then they got rid of him yeah for tl first last split kind of, mm-hmm. um now bringing in soul so let's let's open up the floor there let's talk about surdy and soul in in the same breath and uh talk about what we think about this change
0: so, player-wise, it's an upgrade because of how average Soul has been. Like Soul really hasn't impressed; has had some bad games, had maybe one or two that you could say okay, he's improving. But in general, I don't think there's anything stellar so far from Soul. And looking at EG's roster, I feel like that's the easiest part to try and upgrade, just on paper and also on performance. So. If this works, great for Surity because he can try and showcase his value. Ooh. But it's—I'm not sure if it's going to be that big because on paper, once again, Soul is the easiest to upgrade. But I think that EG has other problems that they need to address as well. Like even the win against TLC wasn't really a convincing win in any factor. Like no player really convinced me in that win that I could say, okay, things are starting to look up. It, it, there already wasn't anything like that. So if maybe replacing soul gives you a winning lane or a place to put resources into i can see that being better but as of now i'm not convinced it's going to put them higher than they already are
1: yeah i i agree it's an upgrade and i don't think it solves all of their problems what i will say is like i i think middle of the pack is and and by the way i i loved soul coming in i think soul's trajectory has been great and i'm he's announced he's stepping away from competitive so it seems like this is kind of a pseudo retirement i mean even when they do officially call it retirement it doesn't mean that much in esports it's pretty easy to leave and come back so uh you know never say never but it does seem like he's stepping away at least for the time being um and that's i'll get into why that disappoints me in a bit and and what i've thought about soul previously compared to now um, but I will say like, in terms of impact to the league right now, I agree that Certi's an upgrade. Um, I also think like, I think saying like, uh, referring to soul as average or middle of the pack, like I, even that, I think is giving him like a lot of credit that I don't think he's really earned this year. I mean, like, look at the top yeah. laners in the league. It's like, I think it's soul and arguably concept are bottom two. Like, I don't, I would not put anybody... I would not put any top laner in this league below Soul and Concept.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I think the two of them are kind of fighting it out at the bottom. And even Concept has had, like... Even concept has had like some some spikes. I I, I think you could you can make a case for concept over soul or soul over concept. I think they're like ninth, tenth, pretty close. But they are they are in a tier of their own at the bottom right now. I think. I, I don't, yeah, even Lunasia has
0: impressed more. Yeah, I
1: think looked good, and then Quackers look Quacker. good. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the rookies. Yeah, Quacker, Lunasia, Zamudo, Niles. Uh, not even most of those aren't even re- two of those aren't even real rookies. But all of them look really good. I mean. Faisal, Fake God <laughs> Philip. they're good. Yeah, Faisal, I mean, Fake God uh, Philip Bradley, they're all very, very good. good. Yeah, yeah.
2: that really just speaks to wow. That really just speaks to the overperformance of uh. I guess top really. Yeah, top I like. I think it's, it's a good. I,
1: I think we got a good class of top laners. Actually, I feel. And I've been yeah. saying that even before this split. Like I've been hyped up on NA top. Like and the next generation of NA top lanes kind of hype, man. Like Faisal. Actually, yeah. I think Faisal is on the path to LCS. Um mm-hmm. Like I think like. You know, people have been really hyped on Bradley for a while. Like, I think Zamuto's popping off, Lunasi's Zimudo. popping off, uh, and yeah. and like Sniper is still just like waiting in the wings. He's a sub for 100 Thieves right now. Like, he'll yep. Sniper's coming in soon. I, I personally Hopefully. think if
2: if Quacker gets a call up from maybe next like uh, another split, I could see him on a if they put him on a you know more. I don't want to say stable, but you guys know what I mean. Like, yeah. like a around better talent in the NACL. I think Quacker is on a great trajectory too. I he's... agree.
1: I just I worry Quacker is going to get age discriminated because he's kind of older. But yeah, that's um, a fair point. I, I agree. Though I would hope for that to happen. He's, he's below, done a lot with a
0: little. I think even below there's good talent. Like Dracoon was one that yeah wasn't able to come up, and I think he he's a good talent to look out for. So hopefully we get there. There's good opportunities to see them. I think actually spring was one of the weaker ta- uh, top lane talent pools we had. Like, mm-hmm. I think top lane talent pool in the spring was kind of weak. And uh, in summer it has been much, much better, much competitive. And I think a lot of that comes from not stepping away, but I think more people consolidating themselves. I think Faisal becoming much more of a of a staple in the roster and as a top laner, obviously, Zamudo with a big surprise. The fact that even though I think Sniper was really good, he did have, like, he was coming up and on and off because of some problems behind the scenes that ended up happening. So I think that all of those factors combining made the previous class, also having com- super weak teams made, made it also really hard to have competitive toppling matchups and things like that. So I think that this time around with closer teams, closer talent battle- battling each other, I think that it's much better and it has showcased, showcased itself in the NCL.
1: And I'm excited to see Surdy join that, right? Like Surdy, yeah. I think is gonna be much more competitive with those, with like that big class of guys who have had like highs and lows. Um, I said at the end of last season, I think Surdy was the individually best player on a on a relegation team last split. Yeah, um, I still believe that, and uh, I'm excited know. to see what he'll be able to do now that he's back.
2: You know what's funny? If we take this further, the NA top um, top pool of the future is looking really bright if we're going off the logic of Zamudo being an ls product and he's come over and popped off. Then technically you could also still rope Tenacity reforming and coming back could as a part of that pool as well. Yeah, uh, wanna... I don't think it needs reform. He's I pretty think. openly well, he's like he's...
1: I like everybody leans so much into the content creation thing but Tenacity has said like pretty straight up like he'll be looking for LCS offers yeah. next year.
0: Yeah, he just wanted Even to then team. I I think he may have like the the a good improvement in Korea and having and him knowing English like could also end up leading to maybe opportunities in EU like could end yeah. up happening yeah like it's, talking it's about it EU probably has weaker like uh, or not weaker but some weak top laners that are replaceable so I think there's hope for anyone that can look into it.
2: and he's still technically repping an a even if he's doing a different region you know what i mean so it still falls down um i do quickly because i know we kind of tangent uh i also agree i think surdy's an upgrade because i think he's i think he's more of a stabilizer i want to take the angle of if when you put him into this lineup i think guys like Shaden can really benefit from it because a lot of these losses that you see from eg Challenger, especially against those lower tier teams was teams were kind of starting to capitalize on bullying soul so now if you kind of get surdy in there and i think he's a more stable product so a bit of an upgrade guys like shayden can benefit from this guys like ryoma can as well because i still don't have a lot of issues with the eg challengers bottom lane from at least what i've seen i think it's outside of that in a lot of their losses so if you bring 30 in here you know with a fresh new mental fresh new perspective you know the hunger to compete again now he gets another shot on this challengers roster i think it won't will not only benefit him benefit the team but most importantly in my eyes benefit the jungler the mid jungle duel that they already have to deal with across with the the solo lanes. So uh, yeah, I, I back with a lot of what you guys said, but I think that's another
0: wrinkle to it. Vompire yeah. in shambles. He's the only one that really believed in EG. I mean, he yeah. should be
1: thanking everybody for this change, right? Like his his odds of being well, correct like, on his prediction. His
0: argument was that it was the same roster. So if one That's true. Well like changes, listen, his logic could be
1: right. wrong, but when it comes yeah. to the end of the season, if we're comparing where you predicted to where you end up Bonfire is gonna be happy that this roster change happened. <laughs> I think it's going I think they're gonna end higher now than they currently are. I think they'll end up above uh, eighth.
2: You know, you, you said Bonfire. I don't know if this is gonna count as a segue, but I, I did obviously I watched last episode because I couldn't be here last week. I was mm-hmm. I was in Maui for anybody that cares. Um but he I thought I found it very funny the part where he starts going on a tangent about how uh Merrillville, like Merrillville finishing like fifth or sixth is like a disappointing finish for marival which i thought first of all was like kind of ludicrous to say uh but the funniest thing to me is it's just classic bonfire he says that and where are they now in the standings (laughs)
0: i mean it might not hold but it's just so funny to me it's holding true it's all just going against what bonfire brings forward like (laughs) lastly even even when he was technically right about big he wasn't right because they didn't win so it's all going it's all just letting them on the perfect spot (laughs) <laughs> this is this is cruel on the
2: he's not even well, here. I, regardless regardless if he was going to be here or not i was going to come on and say that fair, so, fair. I, so i would have said that for. if he was here
1: right. it's important to be consistent in your opinions but before we move on i do want to talk about soul a little bit as i guess like a fucking career retrospective right uh is yeah. uh seems like he's kind of out there um yeah. it's just like It's disappointing, but I think he clearly needed some kind of reset here. I mean, maybe some of the performance this split can be explained away by, like, the fact that he's considering retirement in the first place. Um, I do still think the dude deserves props for how quick his rise was. Like, his um, ascension to playing in Academy was just at a breakneck pace. Like, I remember being in preseason and casting him in, like, AOE's tryouts for, like, random uh, solo queue players. Um, And he went from that to starting for AOE, making proving grounds, to getting to academy, to playing some LCS games, to upgrading to a much better academy team that at the time was far better resourced and funded Uh, i don't think that's the case anymore but at the beginning of this year it certainly was um so i mean yeah he was he was racing through uh the north american scene um it's a shame that he seems to have hit some kind of wall this year uh i'd like to believe that he could have gotten through it but i mean obviously it's his choice how far he wants to take it um and I, I do think he, he deserves respect for how quickly he was able to make himself known and, uh, impressive. Um, even if, uh, he never quite got the results he might've wanted out of it.
0: Also started with one of the best names possible. Anime Girl. True. Yeah, I true. Anime girl. Fans remember. I was going to say, yeah. I
1: wanted him to go. I, I was, before he announced that he was fully stepping away when it was only an EV leak that Surdy was coming in. Uh, I was saying. I, I do hope that he switches back to Anime Girl and goes and slams Oki's again.
0: Would be would have been hilarious if he goes. And I hope that he comes back because I, I will say, I was one of the people that said, I... Hope he gets he goes immediately for LCS and just keeps on trying there because as always I'm a trial-by-fire kind of person and I want to see them in the biggest stage immediately I'd rather the one the better ones I'd rather they just skip Academy and just go immediately into LCS and that was something that I hoped for so I think it performed really well to start it off, but obviously it's not how you start it It's how you keep doing it and it's also through the hard times and I think that first week was good second week really was so hard on him and then the continuation really affected him in TSM. I think the, bi- the big wall he faced was being on TSM in one of the worst possible splits as well, with cool. all what that was going on. Obviously, he wasn't on the, or maybe he he did know about some potential changes future with everything that was going on, who knows? But he wasn't in the point where where they pretty much announced that they were stepping away of the LCS, so it's not like that affected him that much. But I do think that T- uh, his time at TSM, something had to happen behind the scenes, that kind of hit him really hard, and I feel like that since since that point, he really wasn't the same player that was that, prompted himself up into the scene. And then slowly but surely, he couldn't go over that block, and he couldn't come back to some performances that he has. Maybe a rest, a bit of a, a walk away from the scene can do him some good. He's still, I think, he's 19 still or 20, so it's not like he's that old to try and come back to the scene once again h is a stigma in, in, in a sports but realistically in sports the peak of your play is between 25 and 30 years that's where you hit your pick in, in sports typically so you should be able to come back around that age and still be really good if you want to and if not i hope he does something that he's glad to do after technically retiring and if not league of legends 2 may come out eventually because this client is completely horrid so hopefully they change <laughs> that in league 2 but if not hope him the best <laughs> league 2 god Imagine. i do think
1: dude i i want us to do a count, i hope counter strike 2 uh it's not counter strike 2 obviously but you know what i mean uh, well, i hope
2: well it technically is no it is are
1: they just calling it counter strike 2 i didn't actually i didn't yeah. even know that uh well yeah then never mind i retract my my tepidness uh, uh <laughs> that's why i'm here Dwayne. yeah dude i hope counter-strike 2 is is a huge success by the way because i want league to have that so freaking bad man just take like eight months and just rebuild everything and make it yeah. less garbage that's i would like i
0: legitimately am fine with them reusing everything from the game except the client like If you change just the client and bring everything back, I'll be completely happy. Like, I'm already sold on everything on the game apart from the client. Change that one part and that's it. I don't play anything else.
2: You know, it is funny because CS2 is, oh, this big, big new, uh, big new screen, big new name. You know, you want to know what it really is? It's, uh, it's... Visual updates across the board, sound updates to gun sounds. There's no change in the yeah. in the recoil patterns. Smokes, Smokes now do something a little different. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's like the biggest. That's all
1: thing. I want, man. That's all I want for League. Yeah. I don't want big new mechanics. I just want want a nice little revamp Updated and maybe graphic. a big old revamp for the client.
0: Yeah, they don't I, longer I, have they no longer have words. Instead, they give like blue balls. They give you temporary vision, and that's it. <laughs> and more, by all metrics.
2: Like all metrics. I'm speculating here, but the the, the wideband uh, uptick in C- CS:GO hit new peaks of player because people knew CS2 was coming. So like, it's already taken off. There's so many former pros because I, I could talk for hours about the Valorant CS:GO, the player switching. Uh, but so many of those guys, the old the old heads, uh, they're all about to come back too. Like it it looks like it's going to absolutely explode. So I, hopefully it's a it's a marker for other video game companies like Riot.
0: Just a quick thing uh, before we move forward. I don't remember who announced it. I don't remember where it was and for what game. But somebody announced like some new uh, like way to connect with people in in the servers and things like that. Like some, some way so that there's no lag behind it. Something like that. I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was Riot. But I'm not sure for what. I have not heard no, of this I've I, I yeah, not heard this something that's that that what that would have made it actually I think it was for the fighting game like something that made it oh, so like that a... you would have no delay when you were they're fighting.
1: always coming yeah they're oh. always coming with like new tech on that stuff but I'm not close enough to FGC to know about it oh
2: I I know the term for that delay but I talked to him my tongue. I
1: know I know that that's an issue like input I lag know. stuff or yeah, input lag yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I think Riot, like one of the big things with their game is that they are making some yeah, I remember this. This is like, part of, the, this is like
1: part of the selling stuff for Project. It's Project L. Yeah, it's Project yeah. L.
2: Well, I will say CS Two also. I it, it, it's called it's it's called Tick. Like they used to play on sixty four Tick yeah. servers. They they are in, they did announce some new revolutionary. Okay. uh system like that so i mean it's, like the ticks it's the same between same the same...
1: ticks i remember seeing yeah this. yeah yeah
2: so so it's yeah so they are actually so cs2 did tra- that is part of it too is that they're um that's, that's the equivalent of input lag that's all i want slayer <laughs> well uh, if we're, if we're yeah, po- we've been speculating all episode long boy that's a way
0: bigger speculation <laughs> we're talking about league <laughs> of legends too but, but the point here is you already copied a lot of things from the past copy this and this other thing if it works out and that's it Perfect. True. Yeah.
1: Sure. Well, we're already at nearly an hour. I, I do want to take a little bit to just reflect on the uh, give us all a chance to talk about our favorite narrative so far of, of the midseason. Uh, first round Robin out of the way. Yeah, let's just do this to like not go too far over an hour. Let's just everybody talk about one thing that uh, they really want to highlight here at the midseason mark. Uh, I'll kick off. I, I think for me, it's just uh, I, I've discovered I think wild card is just my favorite team. Uh, and I'm really excited to see how this team continues to develop. I don't even care if Isles comes anymore at this point. Like, I think Don bray <laughs> has been so impressive, and, like, I'm honestly going to be sad if Isles shows up because I don't I don't think Donbray is going to find another home immediately, and I would like to see him continue on this path given that he is very young uh, and he has never gotten to play at this level before. Like, he never even played in, like, a Proving Grounds. Um, so I, I would be very excited to see how he's going to be able to do coming in towards uh, the rest of this season. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I was just watching VODs last weekend, and I realized I was, like, sitting up in my chair more and way more excited when wildcard games were on, and I think that's what being a fan is. So I guess I'm a wildcard fan now. Um, Love how this team has come together. Still a big Zamuto believer, uh, and I want to see them get over that Team Liquid hurdle and find a way to challenge them by playoffs because otherwise Team Liquid might just slam this whole league.
2: Yeah, I, 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 is that not TDS's point that Team Liquid just gonna slam the whole league? I mean, <laughs> like, that's his, his favorite storyline. Uh, my favorite storyline right now, I just, I, I just this is totally off the top of my head because I, I looked. I wanted to compare. I pulled up the power ranking sheet. I I am low key crushing the power rankings. Uh, funnily enough, um, I had I have Supernova, AoE, <laughs> Team Fish Taco, and the best one of all. Mariville <laughs> correct going into the midseason which is the funniest thing ever I guess I'll just take this time to kind of victory a lot Merrillville I wish Nyarko was here so we could do it together but uh I the, the my hottest take coming out of the primer was that I felt Mariville had uh the team synergy uh and maybe not the star power but the team synergy and you know the backing of a university and all of collegiate that I thought that they could perform outperform expectations especially the ones we had here uh and while it's not the end of the season Uh, We are halfway through. I am very happy to see that Maryville has slotted themselves into fifth. And not only have done, done that, but with some pretty convincing wins and having the most banger game of the North American Challengers League this split so far. If you missed game one of Maryville versus Fly Challengers, I implore you to go back and watch it because it was absolute insanity. And Scary Jerry is a maniac on Kaisa.
1: I I think that game by the way is exactly what uh like I think that's the best summary of like who Maryville is and what their position is in this league cuz they they spend that whole game losing every objective to FlyQuest and falling yeah. behind more and more in gold but they keep the kill count even the whole way through because they're taking good fights and they're performing well in those fights and uh, that's what actually ends up winning it for them like there's just never a fight that FlyQuest can actually win no matter how big their lead is
2: they're Pulling we'll them to their
1: level. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the name of the game.
2: There are a few moments in, in league nowadays, watching league, that like get me to go, you know, with my jaw open. Watching Scary Jerry take some of those um killer instincts to the back line had, like had me going like out
0: of the ground. I was like, what the yeah. it, Just insanity. A good follow up on that. Like I had two dynamics that I really like this split so far. One was certainly the TLC one, and particularly the fact that APA is the clear best mid laner, and I'm really, really, really hopeful that he goes up sooner rather than later, because I think that he is really, really good and should be the next most promising NA LCS mid, uh, NA mid laner moving forward. Obviously, we know how NA mids tend to do in LCS, but I have really big hopes for APA. It's the JoJo MVP great.
1: season, TDS. We don't have to yeah. live. A, we don't have to be afraid anymore. I'm so hopeful for it. And, and it is good again, baby. We're
0: back on top. It's season <laughs> 1. It's really finally it's finally the time to shine. No more reginald blue card memes. It's now Jojo MVP time. That's hey, that's the future. But if, uh, Oh, if what's
2: their faces didn't cheat against TSM Maybe they'd be. Oh, <laughs> Azubu Frost. Azubu yeah, Frost. A yeah, the, Frost. Azubu Frost did cheat against Reginald's DSM Man. team, True. and they would have a world championship, even though they weren't close to the finals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but the one that I the the one dynamic that I really like is going to be following Slayer. It, it's the Mary one, and it's particularly on my side because. So far, they certainly just shot my shot my face and pretty much just tell, told me, your power rankings are wrong. I put them 10th. I still think maybe some thing could go completely wrong and they end up 10th. But so far, they've been the perfect example of how you play for your style and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Because once again, they, they just grab their openings, openings by the leg. They pull you down to the mod with them, and they force you to fight in their rule uh, on the rules. And I feel like that's the perfect example of what a team needs to do if they are going to get outskilled in some senses. Like the Fly Sea the game is a perfect example of that, and the way to execute on that. Because it's not only pulling them to your level, but it's knowing what to do when you do that. And I think that Maribel has been doing that amazingly. Really good showcase of a style. Really nice showcase that legit maybe is not as far away from the normal ecosystem, or the LOL eSports ecosystem as I thought it was. And maybe there's future over there. I still think that it's not going to be easy. I don't think that it's the main way to try and pull out. But certainly it's a good showcase that there's exceptions that can come through. And hopefully in the future there's a bit more.
2: So, so I had one funny question that I think would be fun to end. All right, let's uh, do it. So Team Liquid, LCS, third place right now in the LCS to make Worlds, which was their entire mission with this roster, the last, what, three rosters? um, They'd have to win Summer. There's no other way to make it. Uh, If they don't do that, hypothetically, how many TLC players do you think should deserve promotion and will get promoted? At the very
0: least, two. Okay. Okay. Because a hundred percent Pioshik and Summit and Summit are not staying.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm already yeah. doubting pioshik staying even if they go to worlds.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So so I I already think there's a potential for Mir. And then Bradley would be the best well Bradley because it's in-house, he already knows that their dynamics and everything like that, I think, would be the best uh, like stamp on top of the Toblin, if you want to not only develop someone but have him for a long while. Because he's already there, he's a good top laner, and can play both styles. He has played both tanks and carries. I think tanks are a bit better than carries, but he can play both of them. So I think it's the easiest one to feel. And then jungle, I think it's Piyosik is going to go away. But the issue is I'm not sure if Mirror is staying either. Because Mirror is also Korean, and he's also, like, he's not as young. I think he's 22, as of now. So there's mm-hmm. potential for him to maybe be looking for another team if he doesn't get the chance. Or he may get called back to Korea because there's not that many junglers in great spots right now. Like Hawa had some issues. So maybe they call a jungler that is doing really good in NA, for example.
1: Could happen. Yeah.
2: Um, I, I, Bradley's also do. I mean, like, come on, guys. Like, TL, come on.
0: Yeah, I, I mean,
1: do. its I don't know. It's going to be interesting, right? Because he didn't get his shot last year, and I think he's having a worse year this year than he had last year. Um, but I don't know. He's also, like, he still seems to be riding the hype, um, though, pretty effectively. Like, I think most people have a lot of respect for Bradley still. Um,
0: I also think, like, TL were going to go for their Korean thing anyway this year. So I feel yeah, like that well, kind of hampered on him in that sense. Yeah, but so if, I mean... If it fails, it's easier for him, I think. Mm-hmm. And
1: I, I think so. Background, right? We're not really an LCS podcast, but we are LCS viewers, and we, we do watch quite a bit of LCS. It, uh, I think a lot of people don't know this because it's LCS broadcast never talks about this kind of like off-season meta, you know, economic stuff. Um, but I do think it's worth noting that Team Liquid. Like, while they tried this all-in Korean thing, they did not, like, hard commit on it. And this might be... It might be because they don't necessarily know that they want to be all-Korean for forever. It might be because of the economic downturn and the fact that this is not a very cheap team. Um, But they signed Piyosik and Summit to one-year deals. Um, Piyosik and Summit are up after this year. Core JJ is up after this year as well. So it's kind of going to be an opportunity to, like... Uh, stay or go on the whole korean project because i mean assuming you lose all three of those guys you have harry and yan who speak english just fine um
0: yeah they're in a residents as well right
1: yeah um yeah so so is core jj so that's the thing is like do you really yeah. it's gonna be really tough to let like, go of core jj but also like he's gonna have to go military at some point he's like what what is he 24 now oh he's way older than that yeah i think he's, he's 27 no yeah, yeah actually I mean, he's 29 he's yeah. core jj is okay
0: technically he should be already
1: out technically yeah did he already do military or something i, I don't know
0: i would i would assume i don't think he go that long so without. if i'm not does he have his green card because i think if i'm not wrong how it works is that you don't need to do military or you will not be forced if you don't go back to korea i think he wants to go back to korea so probably he has to do it but if you don't go back and you're already a citizen in another place kind of like well yeah leave, i mean obviously they're not gonna come up.
1: hunt you down in north america but <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly that's the thing if but if he wants to retain korea, his korean citizenship fine. i think he'd have to
0: um yeah that's the thing so probably he will but i think uh he technically does it doesn't well he technically doesn't need to go if he doesn't want to and he doesn't want to return to Korea but I'm pretty sure that's not the case so yeah. more than likely he has to leave this year yeah so I, mean, I think this he, this he might actually be course this might
1: be course last year actually yeah. um so
0: so unless he has already done it
2: right
1: unless
0: Sorry. yeah
2: so you you guys know I like to think big picture on a lot of things so when I propose this my my perfect off season uh for TL would in fact be pulling Bradley Mir. And APA up, and then keeping core around to be the veteran leader. Yeah, and Jan, I think has earned at least staying with TL with how he's performed so far. Because we all don't think they're going to Worlds. I mean, I we all I, I would assume I don't want to get too much into LCS, but it's a, a long shot that they win the summer.
1: Why um, do they need to win summer? I mean, it's the, I I kind of brushed they, by that the first time, but didn't they didn't they miss didn't they miss? Points? They did, but the whole we don't even do the points thing anymore. It's just top three, go from uh, playoffs. Yeah. And then fourth gets okay. to go to that. uh, Fourth gets the the match against Europe as well. Oh, so, so they it's can top still. Three from still. Oh, yeah.
0: wait, yeah, they. Uh, that's oh, the, I
2: forgot about the that one. Better. Actually,
1: yeah, no, the, so we like, got rid of.
2: Validate spring. Yeah, Europe. a little
1: bit.
2: Wow. Okay. So okay. So I guess they have a better shot. But I'm gonna run with the hypothetical they don't make it. Um. Or even if they do, they're they're not gonna. Yeah. The, the hypothetical. Whatever. The
1: question I did is though. If the question is if they don't make it.
2: Yeah, so if they, if they don't, I think it would be awesome to see Bradley, Mir, APA, cores of veteran leader with yawn. I think that roster would be really fun. That roster would get all of NA's backing in the LCS, which would be also super cool. And the bonus tidbit that when uh, TL was the faith of North America in a different game, they released these really awesome American jerseys for a CS major. They can bring those jerseys back it's just like a perfect scenario i I I, could, I I I, some hopefully somebody viewing this can picture the jerseys that i'm talking about because mm-hmm. uh, i don't think these two do but cool it, it they
1: that's, also that's they had the captain wild. america jerseys uh, even as well when they were in yeah. super team NA mode so that was that was yep. fun too
0: i would argue only like difficulty for them if they don't make it and they have to go for so like that it's and or take goes obviously i would say only support is the biggest like question mark because i don't think they go kim down yeah kim down is probably one of the weaker parts he's impressed me though i mean yeah but he's i don't think he's still like and this is coming from someone he won't be a suitable core jj replacement for sure yeah i don't think i don't even i'm not even sure if you would put him in in lcs in any lcs roster at this point yet that's my big concern and Mm -hmm. coming from someone that loves trial by fire Probably says a lot that I, I would give him a bit more time before pulling him up. So, the question mark would be, what support do they bring here?
1: Zazel, Zazel would be a good pick. Could be an option. Yeah. I'm, he,
0: he I'm did pretty, say pretty sure Toast wouldn't, wouldn't make a big buyout or a big issue out of that. Maybe.
2: No. He he did say in his interview after their first NACL, I think they taught, whatever their first series win. he did say that he got LCS offers.
1: Um, yeah. Potentially Dignitas, as a sub, yeah. though I don't know about as a starter. Or yeah. maybe it was like yeah. Dignitas, and he's like, "I will take my chances." Dignitas or Immortals. <laughs> yeah, he's like,
2: "All right, I'll stick with these
1: guys." <laughs> yeah.
2: But imagine that team. I mean, even if Core does make it, like, imagine they get Zazel. That's just like America's team, man. The LCS. I mean...
1: Agree, agree. He is Captain America. I'm I'm on board for that.
0: All right. That some fun Surprised by the way that no one has brought up the core scenario. Just just a quick thing. I'm surprised that no one has really commented on the fact that he this may be his last
1: split. I know, right? Like, they never talk about stuff like that. that kind of um, I'm looking word. at his history. He's been playing Pro League of Legends since 2013. Yeah. And in 2013, he was 19.
0: So, he didn't have time for not Yeah, I don't know when he really would have had time to
1: do military.
0: So, as someone that listens to a lot of K-pop and has seen <laughs> how this is supposed to work, it's, I think, a year and something. <laughs> a year and eight months. Yeah, the uh, TDS background, background facts. Well, it's no. a year and eight months if I'm not wrong. So technically almost two years. Who's the it's CEO? impossible. And it's since the age of 18. So it's kind of impossible for him to have done it since the moment he turned 18 to it. Like yeah. it's really, really difficult because of the time he started playing.
1: All right. Well, let's wrap things up there either way. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there's been a fresh cut. Maybe we listened to all this discussion about Korean LCS players. Uh, But thank you all for tuning in. It's been a fun week at the NACL, and we have got three more weeks before we get towards those playoffs. So stay tuned to the league. Stay tuned to the salt mine for more takes on the league, and we will see you all next time.